Welcome to the Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEO Podcast. I'm Martin Harsberger, President of Measurable Results LLC and martinharsberger.com. I'm a retired CEO of both a manufacturing company and a third-party logistics company. We were lucky enough to grow both to eight-figure organizations. I've been consulting with small and mid-tier companies for the past 16 years. Our mission with this podcast is to provide a forum to help CEOs in these critical industries share their stories, share best practices, and learn from each other. If you'd like to be a guest in our podcast, go to www.martinharsberger.com slash apply. Each interview will take about 30 minutes. Thanks for listening. Hi, welcome to Manufacturing Supply Chain CEOs podcast. I'm Martin Harsberger, the host. and Today I have with me Brandon McGrath, who's the CEO of Dime. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about Dime and what, what your company is and what you do. So we're a, a hose assembly manufacturer. We specialize right now in the uh, performance and racing industry. The The thing that sets us apart is that we developed a, a toolkit, which is a, um, you know, a, a Pelican box full of all the fittings that we, we supply, well, analogs of those fittings as well as an uh, analog of the hose, which allows you to clip together what, you know, is, has the same dimension and the same uh, bending performance properties as the hoses we sell. And the customers can put those together and, and then create assemblies um, specifically for um, their application, upload the specification to us, like what fittings they've used and what you know, how many links of the hose analog they've used. And then we can produce an exact replica of that design in our high-performance materials and ship it anywhere in the world on the same day. So when you talk about hose, are you, are you manufacturing the actual hose, the diameter and, and, the, and the fittings and everything? Tell me, explain a little bit. We, ma- we, we don't manufacture the hose. We, we buy the hose um, in, uh, in Europe from a PTFE manufacturer, their Teflon hose manufacturer. It's a very specialized type of hose. So there's only a handful of companies worldwide that really make um, this kind of material to a to high standard. And we produce the fittings ourselves, our own design fittings, um, and we assemble them here in, in Los Angeles. Okay. How did you get into doing this? What, was, what, what led you into down this path? Uh, <clears throat> I've always worked in, in engineering and, and sales in, in um, different companies, mostly that have plastics engineering background, which helped me develop the toolkit itself. But I, I spent, I think, four or five years working at another uh, you know, mid-size hose manufacturer and observing in that period of time in my role as um, uh, head of engineering and also of sales to OEMs. Even in the OEM sector, it was very difficult for them to communicate and receive the prototypes they needed the first time, even when they had CAD data, because there's there's a lot of uh, variables. Whereas if they were able to use this kit, which works like Lego, they can very accurately figure out what they need, troubleshoot it, you know, right there and then to see where things might rub when I have clearance upload it and then we could produce prototypes very quickly. So that was kind of where the, you know, the idea started that there's, there must be a better way to communicate with your customers and improve their uh, purchasing experience and to reduce the 
development time of hoses from you know, for OEMs who need hoses all the way through to your home built you know racers that need to make stuff. Wow. So who are your competitors? Are your competitors are large automotive suppliers, like like we mentioned Parker. Mm. I mean they're they're large to us, but they're not Parker Parker I think would would, would be more of a, a an opportunity for us to to work with because they're so big. The competitors we have in this industry are really sort of you know, family-owned companies or the small private equity-owned companies that that you know uh, they're sort of in the twenty fifty million to hundred million dollar a year sales sort of range, um, and they're, they're you know older, more established companies that have been around for years and years. They're household names more or less in the industry, like you know Earls, XRP, Brown and Miller. And um, so we're we're really competing with those those guys, and I think we would try to establish partnerships with companies that are much larger, like in the other sectors, like Eaton, Aeroquip, um, you know, Hutchinson, Parker Hannafin, those kind of people who make assemblies, and then this our, our technology would be of use to them and their and their aftermarket customers. So they would be uh, useful to them in developing a prototype for a new product faster. And yes. trying to do it internally. I mean, well, also like in 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 um you know in the uh, in Parker's case, they have Parker stores all over the country where you know people come and travel from wherever they are to the store, and they say they bring in their broken hose and or the the hose that they need, and they make it in front of them. But there's still you know that time of you've got the downtime, your tra- your travel time to and from the store. Parker has their their time, um, you know, of staffing these, you know, thousands of stores around the around the country to do this. Um, whereas having this technology allows you to, you know, if your customers have the the kit, they can figure out exactly what they need, you know, in a, a minute or two, upload the order to to Parker, and then they can from a much smaller amount of stores or factories, small factories, they can service, you know, the entire geographical area. So it's a cost saving for them is that they, they can improve the level of service for their customers without having to have as big a, biggest service footprint as they do. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, have you approached some of these guys, Parker and some of them to partner? Oh, yeah. Well, I think we're, we're not, not quite not there ready yet. yet. Yeah. I think we're, we have that as a, as a long-term goal. But we're doing okay in, in the market that we're in now. And I think we need to uh, see it through, through and make sure you know, the system is as robust as we, we believe it to be and um, that it, it works and we can really demonstrate it in the future to, you know, there's value, real value to your, you know, the business for these small to large, you know, manufacturers. Are you the owner and owner? Yes. Yes. You. Young guy. Thank you. Get your feet wet. Good for you. Congratulations. How is your business now with the with the COVID slowdown? Are you coming back out of that? Or did you see an impact in COVID? Or? Well, we we really started it when COVID um, started ramping up. So we it was difficult for us to get out of the gate. You know, with the amount of capital that we we had available to you know get out there as a household name. And we know that our competitors did very well that year and in the aftermarket automotive industry in general because a lot of people were at home buying stuff for their cars 
So yeah. uh, I think if, if we were established earlier, we would have done better last year than we, than we did. But, you know, we used it as a, as a, as a year to um, really develop the product, make sure that, you know, everything was working as, as well as we, we thought. And we did a lot of business really in our geographical area and some business, you know, in, in Europe and Asia and uh, Australia to to really stress test, you know, the system, make sure that, you know, it, customers had a satisfactory experience, there's no problems, or if there were, were problems, how do we address those and make sure that, you know, customers don't have the same problem in the future. So we had a, a productive 2020 and, you know, 2021 so, so far, and we were doing – uh, more contract manufacturing, you know, for small and medium companies who produce hoses as part of the kit for what another part that they sell, like uh, if they sell uh, radiators or coolers or turbos that require hoses as part of the kit, and before mm-hmm. they were assembling them themselves and or sourcing them elsewhere, we've taken over that work and are helping them, you know. Uh, improve the the level of of quality with the with the parts that they're, they're supplying well if I, I don't know a lot about that business i know a little bit about cars and i think the aftermarket is a lot more profitable than the oem side of it isn't it uh it, it, yeah it can be definitely i think the the price point that we're in the aftermarket is stronger yeah it our, our product is very much a custom product we don't make money we don't want to make money on the on selling the, the toolkits because that's a it's an instrument to make money itself. So um, in the aftermarket, yeah, you you know, a customer will buy one of something, one of something else, one of something else, one of something else. Yeah. So yeah, there's more there's more uh, higher price point, but there's also there's more logistics to delivering that. Whereas you know, if a an OEM customer of ours orders a thousand or something. Yeah, you can just sure. really knock knock that out. So there's there's a balance of of what we, we need both for sure because the the OEM stuff is is steady and it's um, reliable and they pay you know same day in a lot of cases. So uh, you know, we're we're happy to have you know a mix of a mix of all things to help steady the cash flow. If you can do it, you're right. Uh, so, what would you say is your main differentiator in your market? That you, it's your it's your technical ability or your customization, or because I'm, I'm listening well, to how to tie it together. It's having having the technology that we developed is is the main thing. Um, it's the toolkit allows, which we have a you know, patent for, allows the customer to to wherever they are in the world, we deal with people in Europe and Asia and all kinds of language barriers. And they are able to just understand, you know, what they need because they can see it physically in front of them. They're having to, they're having to buy a bunch of different things and try them and waste a lot of money on time. How do they do that? They do it on online? Uh, yeah, well, they have the physical toolkit. So they have all the, the Oh, I see you know, what you're saying. So it's a standard toolkit. They can mix and match. Yeah, so they mix and match all of the components and they can figure out exactly what they need and then upload the spec to us. Got it. And so all the, as long as they can count, they can they can work with us. And um, the once they have loaded to us, we understand exactly what they need and we can replicate that 
perfectly and then ship it anywhere in the world. And, you know, if, if um, even if you're in like Los Angeles, like where I am right now, for me to go and get a hose made, like if I'm working on something in my, my house, it's an hour and a half drive each way. And I'm guessing which, you know, what, what I need. So I might get one end crimped on and then just bring and buy extra hose and then figure it out. And then, so it might be two or three trips to get, you know, all the stuff I need, you know, and I've wasted then you know, eight hours of driving as well as a lot of money in fuel and my time and all of that. So particularly for people who are, are business owners, like shops where they do installs of this kind of thing regularly, mm-hmm. if you can save, you know, a couple of hours of your text time, um, you can turn around a car, you know, half a day quicker, bring in another customer. You know, it, it pays for itself very quickly because you can you can increase the amount yeah. and frequency of the business that you're doing. Do you, do you uh, think about any other applications other than automotive? Because it's the same problem. I'm, I'm thinking about industrial maintenance. Uh, yeah, industri- industri- we, we have thought of industrial maintenance we have had some we did some work with um, injection molding machines for for that as well and it was you know it was successful um so uh and uh, it increased the longevity of the parts as well as we redesigned they were able to re- redesign the way that things were routed so they can you know make sure that the hoses don't rub and and um they last longer and there's less downtime so yeah, industrial is an option. Um, aviation is an option. Marines an option. Um, we've we're getting into a little more EV stuff now. We've developed uh, some technology specifically for EV um, hoses. Um, and then like yeah, there's also a little bit of space. So I mean every every um, every industry needs some level of hose and hydraulic assembly especially like an industrial in my background we had machines sometimes that are 20 years old there's no prints and we have a problem that yep. runs right into us we don't know where to start relative to a hose break that'd be an ideal to ship it to the plant and say here tell me what you need here's a kit yeah. build I mean, yeah uh, so like yeah, so that's exactly the right the right analogy in your you know, from your background and you know having that kit on site for your your maintenance guy to yeah so my my machines is down or it's about to go down. I need to like make this hose, and you can like in seriously in like you know two minutes figure it out, and then upload it. And then depending on the urgency of the of the situation and the um, the lead time from where you are, you know yeah. we 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 get things on you know commercial flights. We get things into you can stick it into an Uber. And send it across the other side of Los Angeles if we need to. So it's, you know, we'll, you know, delivery is the other, the other thing. There's probably, I guess, there's three, three pillars what we're doing. One, one's the technology that allows you to communicate. Two is the the level of quality that we want to, you know, provide both in the materials that we we've developed, you know, for our application, as well as the equipment, you know, to get on the industry 4.0 level. Um, of of quality and response of, of manufacturing, and then three delivery, being able to get it to a customer um, from Los Angeles 
you know, faster than they could do it if they were getting it from, you know, somewhere in their own country or own state city. So that's you kind of the goal. Turn time from the time you get a, a design to the time you could produce it. It's probably um, a product, but uh, it's it's fairly standard. But like, I mean, as, as an example, I have some customers who are about a, a twenty minute drive from us, and they'll send me an order and then call me and say, "When can I pick it up?" And I said, "If you leave now, it'll be ready when you get here." Wow, that's cool. That's your so, like, cool. you know. So they're. You know, it obviously varies with you know whatever's happening in manufacturing, but it's a very flexible sort of manufacturing environment because there's not there's not a huge amount to change over in tooling if you're changing one size to another, or it, it takes really a, a less than a minute to, to swap a huge. swap the machines out. Yeah, as you would know, that that's that's pretty that's a pretty low turnaround time for a change. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like I got a good business model. I mean, my mind's running. There's probably twenty different applications I could see. You could, you could pop yeah. that into. Uh, yeah, the model. I think the model is sound. Um, it's a it's a product that's has longevity. You know, they're going to need this. You know, in the future for, I don't know, forever. I would say because there's there's just no way way of getting away from needing hoses for your applications. Like people say, what are you going to do when e- when EVs when there's no more you know, internal combustion and it's just EVs. And I'm like, well, I mean, brakes are going to be hydraulic for probably forever. Um, and EVs have probably as many or more hoses than uh, combustion engines anyway because of the cooling needed for the, the yeah. inverters, the battery, the heating for the battery, the lubrications and cooling for the motor and drive systems. So air conditioning, you know, there's there's tons of yeah. stuff still. Yeah, that was my next question. Where do you think the industry is going? We covered it already, so I'd have to ask. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, we um, can we can go anywhere. Uh, what's uh, let me ask you one last question. I guess is is uh, how long have you been doing this? Just last year you started. Uh, uh, I started like getting it together in like 2019. And then, you know, 2020 was the first year out in like in doing business. Um, you know, we did a lot of all the tooling and development stuff was in 2019. And then we started the the real thing in 2020, right when the pandemic kind of really started. <laughs> Perfect so, time. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, actually, I, w- I went to, I was in China to sign off some tooling in uh, January of 2019 when it oh. was. When it like I landed and there was no problem, and then a couple of days later there was a, a big problem with the the virus had become a big problem in China. So I was stuck there for a couple of weeks, and then I came back, and then it all happened. So did you, you had trouble getting back in the country? Did you have quarantine? Or yeah, all all the flights got cancelled, so um, I had to go back through Taiwan and come back that way. And then um, I got back here. There was no they didn't. They didn't seem too concerned about it at the time. So um, there was no. I, quite, I I stayed home for two weeks in a room by myself once I got in. Yeah. Just yeah. as a precaution. But um, yeah. Oh yeah. It was a well, I, I like the business model. I mean, it's it's uh, it's not what I expected, and uh, it's pretty it's pretty innovative. I, I think it's. Uh, Thank you. 
got a good uh, opportunity in front of us. Yeah, I think we do, and we we really need to just get the you know the the name out there and uh, people understanding the system and that we're you know full service from prototype to to delivery. Um, so we just got to keep telling the story. And um, we last year we did you know what the the SEMA show is? Did what again? SEMA S E M A. It's like a big automotive aftermarket yeah, yeah, show yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. So last year we were nominated for their like launch pad competition. We got to the top ten of that, wow. um, which which helped elevate our profile. Um, and then we also won Innovator of the Year for SEMA the same year. And then this this year we're also nominated again for that launch pad competition. So um, last year it was all virtual, so it, was, it kind of. Uh, it wasn't as good of an experience because we didn't get to really meet any of the other people or network so much. But now we're in it again, uh, fortunately, and we're able to, you know, go to we're going to Vegas this end of this month for part of the competition, and then um, the those the stages continue all the way through to the SEMA show, where. Um, you, if we get to the final, we, we compete live in front of the, an audience for the for the main prize, which is about I think ninety ninety some thousand dollars prizes. So not nothing. Well, good luck to that. I mean, yeah, thank you. Yeah, and it's our first. It's also our first year exhibiting at SEMA. How can people get a hold of you? Um, you? Well, my personal email is bm at dimepsi.com that's an easy way to get a hold of me and then uh, my if you our Instagram our Instagram is at dimepsi and our TikTok is also at dimepsi d-y-m-e-p-s-i I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today my pleasure thank you very much for having me on best of luck in the future yeah yeah, sure. If you uh, uh, ever interested in any hoses, let me know. Uh, I'll do that. Thank you. Cool. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEOs. If you're a successful CEO in manufacturing or supply chain that would like to be part of the program, please visit www.martinharsberger.com slash apply. If you got some value out of the interview, please share it on social media. We'd really appreciate it. Also, if you know someone that would make a great guest, tag them and let them know about the show. Again, our mission is to focus on manufacturing and supply chain CEOs. We'd like to share your story and provide industry trends and updates that would interest our listeners. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and interviews go a long way in promoting the show. You can connect with me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn at uh, Martin Harsberger uh, or through my website, www.martinharsberger.com. Again, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening.